Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello and good afternoon on a terrific Tuesday, folks. Welcome to the Transformation for Success show. And this is Mr. Hammond Bolden. Dr. Barbara Young is out uh, today, and I'm standing in her stead. And along with me is our other co-host that we have online here, and this is Mr. Anthony Silva, and we just want to thank him to the show. He's currently doing a great work also. He's an intern uh, doing a voiceover actor in training and radio talk show host as well and is a native of Southern California, so I want to go ahead and welcome Mr. Anthony Silva to the show. All right. Thank you, Hammond. It's a pleasure to be here, Coach. It's a pleasure to meet you, and uh, it's just it's good to be here. Thank you. All right, Anthony. Well, it's sure good to be here. Uh, folks, we want to really thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. And uh, we have an awesome guest today, Coach Jim Johnson, who is now an authority you know, on the subject of realizing your dreams can come true. And I know that a lot of us have had some fallen dreams or some dreams that we've hoped and wished for and that uh, you know, may not have come true. And we just want to hear from this wonderful man on some things that he can share with us on how they can come true. Now, Coach Jim is from Rochester, New York. He's a graduate of both uh, SUNY Cortland and SUNY Brockport. And he now lives in Greece with his wife, Pat, and son. And he will going to share today his role in a basketball game that literally had got Hollywood calling him. Uh, he's also going to take some time and share with you listeners how he's rolled his accomplishments and his experiences into two speaking presentations. Dreams really do come true and leadership lessons from half court. Now, Coach Jay has been named Coach of the Year in 2006, presented the National Sportsmanship Award, has appeared on numerous shows, the Oprah Winfrey Show, Jim Bro Show. He's developed a very winning high school basketball program for the last 30 years, taking over three losing varsity programs and turning them into winners in short periods of time. Now, I tell you, we definitely want to hear from a man that's done that. So, listeners, I first want to give a shout-out to all of our listeners that have been faithful and dedicated with us for all these years. And we want to also give a shout-out to our new listeners. We've got some new listeners that are coming in various countries around the globe. And we want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. And also, if you'd like to call in your questions or if you have a comment to Coach Johnson or myself, the call-in number is 888-346-9141. Now, if you'd like to email your question, you don't want to be heard on the phone, you may have something that uh, may be a little sensitive and, uh, to you, uh, feel free to email us at info at transformationforsuccess.com. And we welcome your questions and we welcome your comments and we want to thank you for that. So Coach Jim, I want to welcome you to the show. Uh, we're very My happy pleasure. and very excited yeah, to have you uh, finally on the show today. So how's everything going with you? Fantastic. Things are great. Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear. Well, I first want to start off, Coach, I, you know, I've given a little intro about you, but I'd like you to maybe in your own words tell the listeners a little bit about your background and your journey of transformation. Sure. I, uh, 
Very quickly, I started my career after college as a teacher and a coach, and uh, my true passion was basketball, and had a dream to become a head coach at the high school level at a young age, and that came to fruition at 25 years old, which is pretty young in the coaching profession to be a head coach, and thought I knew everything there was about coaching, and uh, after one season and leading a team to 17 consecutive losses, uh, the administration decided decided I wasn't the right fit, and uh, it was very humbling, um, but the, you know, it ended up being a blessing because I realized that uh, I had a lot to learn, and that really uh, changed my mindset that I had to uh, become a better leader, and uh, fortunately got an opportunity to coach at another school, and we got things going okay, and then I had an opportunity uh, 28 years ago to go back to my hometown, Greece, New York, and uh, took over a program that was in bad shape, and we fortunately were able to get it going in the right direction. And then my huge blessing in my life is my last job where I just retired from last year. Um, I was from Greece, Athena, another one of my, uh, I live in a pretty big town. We have four high schools. And uh, I took over the program and we never had a losing season. We ended up having a lot of success. But the interesting thing is uh, my huge blessing was in 2003, I had a young man come into our program. His name was Jason McElwain. The world now knows him as J-Mac. And uh, J-Mac is autistic and learning disabled. But despite those challenges, he uh, had a big dream, and his dream was to to make our basketball team. And what I really admired about him is uh, he ended up being our team manager for three years, tried out for the team every year, did not make it. Uh, But because he was so loyal and committed, I decided the right thing to do was to uh, suit him up for our final Suit him up, that's right, and put him in there, yeah. Put him in uh, for our final home game, um, which was in 2006 on February 15th. And I uh, pointed to him with just over four minutes to go. He got in, the place exploded, and uh, this macho guy, me, I was uh, so touched by how our student body welcomed him. And what Jason and I didn't know is one of our parents made these placards of Jason's face. And uh, we didn't know about it, and they showed him when he entered the game, and I got so overwhelmed with emotion, I never sat down. I sat down, and tears started to roll down my face. And oh, so he's yeah. in his first game. Mm-hmm. The first time he touches the ball, he's in the right corner, shooting a three-pointer. The crowd stands in anticipation. It misses by like six feet. You know what? And I know you're... you know, real, uh, Coach Jim. I did see that on the video that he shot his yeah. first shot as an air ball. <laughs> yeah, air ball. Yeah, it wasn't even close. But uh, right. uh, and I always kid people. I know you're not supposed to pray in the public schools, but I was certainly praying. And uh, then his second shot, which you don't see in any of the videos, he actually had a much shorter shot. And, of course, he got a little drama. It hits the backboard, hits the rim, and falls off. I'm thinking, all right, we're getting closer. And then his third shot was another three-pointer, and this time it was magic. It went in, and the place just exploded. And I'm thinking to myself, God must be a basketball fan. Not only does Jason score, he's got a three-pointer. It can't get any better than this, right? Well, as I kid people, because Jason's boyhood idol was Kobe Bryant, he turned into Kobe Bryant for the next three minutes, and he just started making shot after shot. And, uh, in fact, the game ended with him dribbling down the court. He pulls up, like, two feet behind the arc, almost like an NBA three. And I'm thinking to myself, Jason, don't shoot for that. It's way too far. He lets go this rainbow and swish. And I look over, 
And the next thing I know is I think I'm living the movie, Rudy. I see all our student body running on the floor. I see our players running on the floor. I see J-Mac's mother running on the floor. She's a little bitty lady, and she right. gets to Jason. And then our players put him up on our, their shoulders. And at that point, I had no idea how many points he scored. And our public address announcer comes on and says, the leading scorer for the Trojans tonight, J-Mac, with 20 points. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, he played the whole game. He scored 160. Right, he's probably scored more so, points than the highest scorer on the team that played all game, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and he ended up being our leading scorer. And um, from yeah. there, it just exploded. It became viral. And uh, it was. And the interesting thing is three weeks later, Jason's um, dream with me was uh, we had never won a Section 5 championship in our area, which is a pretty big deal. And for the first time, three weeks after that game, we won our first one. And then Jason came back and helped me my last nine years, and we ended up winning six together. So it was pretty special. Oh, that is special. So I guess so. I guess Jay Mack has you know had a large impact in your life, you know, uh, coach, with that particular miracle story. So uh, tell me, what was that transition um, that you had from being a full time teacher uh, involved with this great miracle story, six years with this guy working with you, and now? Now you're coaching to a full-time professional speaker. And so talk a little bit about that and let us uh, hear how that transition took place. Yeah, it was uh, uh, really interesting because, you know, when I um, first, uh, you know, when the game got so popular uh, after our season ended that year, I started to have people, you know, make inquiries, you know, can you come in and share the story? And uh, I started doing it and all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I, I, I kind of like this. And then about 18 months into after the game, I was speaking at an event in Chicago, and this guy comes out of the audience and says, Coach, you've got a lot of potential as a speaker. And I said, thank you. And he says, you should join the National Speakers Association. I looked at him, and I said, what's that? Right. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's an organization for you know a lot of the popular speakers, and uh, be, I think it would be great for you. And he had that was wonderful wisdom, because I'd always spent a lot of time studying leadership and coaching and you know as I realized that I really like to speak I better learn about the speaking business not only mm-hmm. the platform skills but the business side as well so uh, you know so I worked on my transition for actually about a decade and, and I really just transitioned for about 18 months ago where I'm doing it completely full-time now Wow you know you just said a, a, a number 10 years uh, in transition and so listeners uh, so, yeah there's sometimes things aren't so uh, cookie cutter. Uh, there is some times where it may take some time for your development and your transition. And to hear that, Coach, you know, that you waited basically for 10 years and then for the last 18, you've been actually moving into that professional speaking. That's uh, awesome. Well, you know, I wanted to segue into uh, another th- question that I had uh, and then I'd like to have maybe Anthony ask you a couple of questions too coach if that'll be all right Uh, what is if you could tell me a little bit about you know your personal mission in life is there like a couple of words that that you may use in in sharing your story of of transformation um, that you can maybe tell us a little bit about Sure. Uh, one of the things that uh, really changed my life is when I started my leadership journey of really studying. And one of the things I share with the audience is, is that if you want to be great in something, you have to make it a study and really learn as much as you can. And when I, when I got humbled and got fired, I really started to learn more about leadership. And one of the things I really discovered is leaders have vision. And to have effective vision, you got to know what you're all about, what, why, what's your purpose, why were you put on this earth? And, 
and I'm very clear about that now, and, and what I share with audiences is that it, when you understand your personal mission, and then certainly the challenge is to live it, uh, if you do that consistently, I found that you'll make much better choices. And, and for me, my personal mission statement is to be an outstanding role model that makes a positive difference in the world by helping others make their dreams come true. And when I started to really understand about mission, the first thing I started to think about, well, what, what am I all about? And I really wanted to be, as a coach and a teacher, I wanted to be a role model for people. So that's where it started. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I wanted to find ways where I could help others, and that's where I came up with you know helping people make their dreams come true. And, and that's something I've tried to live to the best of my ability, really, for the last over 20 years now, and um, it's helped me immensely. And I'm amazed that, you know, uh, that a lot of people really never think about that. You know, when I ask audiences all over the country, I usually get a lot of puzzled looks when I ask them if they have a written, yeah. written mission statement down. And uh, But I'm yeah. really trying to stimulate them thinking because I know it's helped me immensely and it's helped a lot of people I now work with. Uh, if you're clear about what you're all about, I think you, it's so much easier to, to lead others. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. I hope, folks, you, you're writing it down. I didn't mean to ask you. I know some of you may be driving and listening, but if you do have a chance where you're sitting at your desk, you may want to write some of those nuggets down. Definitely, I think that's very important. It's just coming to ownership of knowing who you are before you can be able to lead and share with other people who they can be and who they can be and making dreams come true. That's awesome. Awesome, Coach. Well, hey, Anthony, are you on the line? Well, you got a couple of questions for Coach here? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Hammond. Thank you. And, Coach, it's a sure. pleasure to meet you. Thank you yeah, very thank much. you. You too, Anthony. Uh, thank you. And my question is, you present two keynotes about inspiration and leadership. Uh, would you mind sharing with our listeners what you mean by leadership and inspiration? Sure. Well, I, you know, when I first started, I was, uh, you know, inspiration uh, that people want to be inspired or motivated by, uh, you know, what happened in the J-Max story. So uh, in my uh, dreams really do come true, which I've been doing for over a decade, um, I share the J-Max story. And then I also talk about six keys in helping people make their dreams come true. And what I do is I talk about how to find your passion in life, how to discover your mission, uh, how to be an effective goal setter, how to persevere, overcome obstacles and challenges. I call my fifth key carpe diem, which of course means seize the day, which I talk about attitude and work ethic. I truly believe if you make your dreams come true, you got to be great in the things you can control, and you certainly can control your attitude and work ethic. And the last thing I talk is, you know, I certainly was a coach for uh, over three decades, is, you know, how to be an effective team player. And uh, that I've done, as I said, for over 11 years. And then uh, people started asking me a lot about, you know, my leadership ideas, you know, being a coach. And fortunately, I ended up being quite successful as a coach. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to put this in another keynote. And and I, I certainly still, I share different stories. I still do talk about J-Mac. I mean, he's helped me a lot in leadership. I just learned a lot from, you know, how he handled himself and that kind of thing. But in that one, I talk about seven keys to being an effective leader. And there's certainly some overlap with some of the things, but my seven keys are to clarify your vision, which I talked about. You know, I think first you got to have your own personal mission, then the ability to get other people to work together on a, on a team mission statement, and, and certainly living it, then how to build trust in your organization, how to create an edge for your organization, how to communicate effectively, lead by example, uh, what I call a leadership philosophy called leaving of profit where I'm trying to everything I touch I want it to get better as opposed to worse 
and right. then um, the ability to be a servant leader to serve others and to help others grow as well. So those are the two. And I, I do uh, some workshops on leadership, and I also do. Um, in fact, I did for a personal financial services company yesterday. I, I did a leadership talk a few weeks ago to them, and I came back and did a goal setting workshop with them yesterday. So. Sounds like you're a busy man there, <laughs> Coach. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, again, it uh, seems like it did take some time for you to really put this in place. I noticed um, that, you know, when you mentioned about the leadership lessons from half court, that was, I guess, what you talked a little bit about those seven uh, effective keys of leadership that you talk about, right? Correct. Correct. Right. I also saw something where I like this. And listen to this, Anthony. It says, leadership lessons from a college chump who became a career champ. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I really do. Yeah. So what we're going to do, Coach, is we're going to dig in some uh, some other deeper questions. Uh, we're going to talk a little definitely about your book, A Coach and a Miracle, uh, that you can share with the folks a little bit about that, some excerpts out of that book. And I also um, am looking at some of the testimonials, Coach, that are just, just – uh, just outstanding. I mean, people, you've given this book five-star, folks, five-star, and um, you could definitely get this on uh, Amazon, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, we'd like to maybe take a quick break um, and let you folks um, know that uh, we may have some callers you may want to call in. And so if you've called in, just uh, hang on the line, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back shortly. And uh, thank you again for tuning in the show, Coach, and listeners. uh, Go away, but we'll be right back with these short, quick messages. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Well, hello there, folks, again, listening to the Transformation for Success radio talk show with Dr. Barbara Young. Well, I'm the host sitting in for her today, Mr. Hammond Bolden, along with my co-host, Mr. Anthony Silva. Say hello, Anthony. Hello. My name is Anthony. Good to be here. (laughs) Uh, He is our... um, Actually, voiceover that uh, is basically in training also, and we've been working with Mr. Silva uh, and getting him um, also some expertise in radio co-hosting. But, folks, what we do have is an awesome show with an amazing man with an amazing journey of motivation, inspiration, leadership, none other than Coach Jim Johnson. And uh, I think we had a caller on the line. Uh, Let's see if uh, the engineer can get her on for you, Coach. Is the caller there? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Coach, can you hear her? Yes. I can. Yes. All right. Hi, I was just thinking, Coach Johnson, it was a, this is an awesome show, and your story just brought tears to my eyes. But I have a question. In, when you're doing visions, how do you define taking a risk and how you move from logic what's in your head to your gut? Because this is what you seem to have done with your, the people and in your leadership tasks and the people that you work with. How would you define taking a risk? Well, I, I think the, the one thing is that, um, you know, as you, any kind of decision where you're taking a risk, is um, there's a couple things. Is one is, uh, you know, are you really passionate about it? Because uh, if you're not passionate about it and, you, and you're taking a risk on something that uh, your heart is not really into, then, then I would say that you most likely you should not do it. So I think the first thing is, is you've got to be really into it. You've got to be passionate about what you're doing. Um, because I found the things that I've been highly successful in from uh, you know being a coach to now being a professional speaker are things that I'm extremely passionate about. And then the second thing is, is you, know, you, you said it about reinforcing is in your gut, is it the right thing to do? Uh, because you know, I, I've had a lot of different various opportunities, and you know, some I've, I've uh, said, you know what, that's the right thing for me to do. And going back to the, you know, basing my basic choices and decisions on what I believe I'm, why I was put on this earth, or my personal mission statement. So when I think about things, you know, that I've had various opportunities, some I've said, you know what, that that's in my gut, that's right, because that's right for me and what I believe in. And if I didn't feel that way, then, then I, I, I didn't uh, uh, do that. And I'll give you one illustration, for example, like uh, because I'm pretty well connected. Now, I, I get people all the time that want me to, to, to join their multi-level marketing company. And I'm not anti-multi-level marketing. I think it's a great way to, to uh, augment your income, or actually you can do it full-time. But I found with some of the things that, you know what, I couldn't do it because I didn't believe uh, passionately in the product enough. So that would be an illustration where, you know, it could be a right opportunity for somebody, but in my case, in, in that case, it was not. So I think between what you believe in your, what your core values are, and then, you know, making sure that you're really passionate about it, because in any challenge or any endeavor you get involved with, you're going to have challenges. And if you don't really, if your heart and soul are not into it, you know, you, then you're going to fall by the wayside when those challenges arise. Well, awesome. Uh, that, was that able to help you at all? Oh, that was well, I guess it, wonderful. Oh, Thank you. You still there? I, I, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, yes. No, that was fine. Thank you so much. Oh, well, My thank pleasure. you so much for calling. Thank you so much for calling. 
Oh, that was awesome. Good stuff. Good question. Wow. You know, from knowing uh, something that's logic, logical versus in your gut. Great feedback mm-hmm. on that. You know, um, Coach, you. I was also wanting to uh, see a question that really I, I thought about uh, day before yesterday, you know, that if, you know, if there was – uh, someone that you would want to look up to or uh, a mentor or role model um, that you may have looked after and wanted to be like? I mean, why don't you sh- could you share who that would be and why? Yeah, well, I'm going to give you actually two. From the coaching profession, the guy that I grew up when I was a young kid, and of course he had great success out your way, uh, was John Wooden. Uh, but the more that I studied John Wooden, the more that I appreciated the man as more than the coach, uh, you know, and what his principles were and how, um, you know, everything that he believed in. And, and you know, obviously he had a wonderful success at UCLA, but I think the, the beautiful thing was to see how he built relationships with his players. And, you know, his players were often coming back and, you know, asking for advice or coming to visit him. And, you know, and so he, he was really one of my big role models in coaching. I really tried to learn as much. My one disappointment, because I did have a couple people that, and that I had met Coach Wooden personally, and we were always trying to work out, but unfortunately, I, I never got a chance to meet him in person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm really big into my own personal growth, and uh, I've listened to and read a lot. In the, but uh, my personal growth guy, and he passed away, and never met him either. But it was Jim Rohn, not the uh, yeah. not the guy in the radio and, and ESPN, but R O H N. That was Tony. Yeah, Jim Rohn. Yeah, yes, sure. yes, I know. And, yes. Uh, and I, I've just listened to uh, and read a lot of things by Jim Rohn. And, you know, he was one of the, you know, he was known as a business philosopher, but he really broke down life to the basic fundamentals. And he would say things that made so much sense. And they were, you know, they were simple, but yet profound. Like, uh, if you want to be successful, study success. And I'm like, wow, it's pretty simple. Yet it's profound because not many people. Yes. And, you right. know, and I remember him saying, if you want to be wealthy, study wealth. You know, and, and when I started to listen to him, I was like, wow, that makes sense. You know, and I, I remember when I was in my early 30s, I'm watching one of his seminars, and I'm like, well, that makes so much sense. How come I'm not studying? I, w- I would like to be wealthy. I'd rather be wealthy as opposed to poor, and yet I know nothing about wealth building. You know, so there were just things like that between Coach Wooden and the coach and man, and then Jim Rohn for just little simple things that he came up with that were simply, but as I said, profound, but really stimulated my thinking. And and now as I'm on my journey as a speaker, is that's what I'm really hoping to do is to stimulate people's thinking, you know, give them some ideas, but really get them, you know, think about what they're all about, you know, and that's why I'm so big on personal mission statement and goals. I mean, right. these are things yeah. that, you know, pretty much everybody's heard about, but I found mm-hmm. that most people don't practice it. And so, you know, you, you know, you, you truly try to stimulate the thinking to understand what their purpose is, you know, and then, you know, the simple thing is, you know, writing your goals down. How many people don't write their goals down? I always say, if you don't have a target, how are you going to hit it? You know, yes. so, uh, that's it. Well, you know, that segues in a really good question about, you know, why do people uh, not uh, properly set targets? You know, what would be what is the most common reason that you've learned or noticed on why people will either fail, give up and not set some goals? I think uh, one is is it, it's uh, you know it really comes down to it's simple to do, but you know what? It's simple not to do as well. And I think a lot of times people um, 
uh, choose not to do it because you know it, it, what it does take is is, is and I guess this is simple yet a little bit profound is that you really got to take time to sit down and think and and you know and a lot of people don't do that is as simple so as that sounds so is they don't think about what do I really want. And, you know, like I go through a whole goal-setting segment, but, you know, the first is, is you know, what do you want? And then to, to back that up, you know, when I talked to um, the lady that called in, is that why, that passion, you know, what, why, why do you want to do this? Well, you know, what is driving you to do it? And then thirdly, is that, you know, I, I was working with this group yesterday. We talked about uh, what we call mindstorming, where mm-hmm. we would write the goal as a question. Like, for example, I want to make $100,000 in, in 2018. Then I would say, okay, put it in question. How can I make $100,000 in the next year? And then what your, your, your deal is then is you have to sit and try to come up with 20 ideas on how you can make that come to fruition. And, and that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not hard in that sense, but in another way it is challenging because it makes you sit <laughs> and think. And think. <laughs> and, you know, I was many- uh, sitting with um, a friend of mine who was helping, working with me in some different things, and there was something he had taught me about, which was the, the um factor. And mm-hmm. I think that comes, as he said, of not taking the time to think about what you're getting ready to say. And you're talking also about thinking about what you're getting ready to think and mm-hmm. taking the time to think about that. Taking time to think. And that's so critical and because sometimes we tend to speak so quickly about things that we think we know, but actually you may not know what you really want. So taking that time, I think, Coach, is excellent. That, that is so true. Even for me, I think that was a good refresher is being able to just take some time to think. <laughs> what yep. do you think about that, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, it sounds, sounds about right. I mean, if you don't take time, just rush into stuff, you're not going to be happy yes. with the results half the time. Absolutely. Like you said, if uh, as Coach said, if you, you don't aim for the target, you're going to end up somewhere. I had another friend <laughs> of mine says that if, if you don't plot your course, um, you're going to end up floating and drifting anywhere. So you've got to have a course plotted and knowing where it is you're headed. And I, I think uh, listeners, and, and me included, I'm right there with you with my hands up and feet up. I definitely need to make sure that I've got my course plotted and keep my hands to the plow and making sure, as uh, Coach talked about, being passionate about that thing. If you're willing to take a risk and, and plan your goal, set your goal, plan your work, work your plan. Well, you know, folks, we want to go ahead and segue into um, some questions. And forgive me for saying um. I know that sometimes when you say um, it has you listen to not listen to everything but the um. So let's <laughs> start with a few questions. We're going to talk about Jim's book. Yes, Coach, A Coach and a Miracle. And uh, I think this is an awesome book, Jim. I took a look at a few things and noticed some of the reviews. I I apologize. I hadn't had a chance to read the entire book, but there are some things in there that I tell you, I think the listeners would definitely want to take away with. Um, But first of all, tell me, what was the premise of the book and why you wrote it? And share with us some of your principles, maybe one or two principles in your book. Sure. Well, I, I did uh, write it um, with the, I actually ironically wrote it with a, a co-author, a, a guy named Mike Latona that I went to high school with. And Mike ironically had two children on the autism spectrum. So the JMAX story touched him deeply as well. Um, but Mike and I, uh, you know, it was a labor of love. And what we wanted to do was is not only share 
the story of JMAC, but also share uh, the backstory behind the season, uh, which um, I'm not going to delve into too deeply here. It's quite cut a long story, uh, but how much adversity we went through uh, that season that I do share in the book. But I also yeah, I- wrote it as a life lessons book. So I wrote it with my, uh, we added a couple extra principles, but it was basically written in my dreams uh, keynote. So you know, I talked about, you know, as we went through that, you know, uh, uh, how to find your passion in life, defining your mission. Uh, you know, we talked about um, how to set goals and persevere and carpe diem and be a team player. And then we added a couple or actually three more chapters along the lines is, you know, stay true to yourself. Yes. Um, share share your success and, and believe in miracles. And uh, so that's how we organized the book. And uh, fortunately, we've got really good reviews, and uh, you know, we've had a lot of nice people endorse it. So it's uh, you know, it's gone well. Uh, you know, it is on Amazon. I actually have an updated version that is not on Amazon. It is on my um, uh, website, website okay. That we actually uh, added an updated epilogue and some new pictures, like we. Uh, Retired J-Max number in our gym a couple of years ago, which was really a special night. And it's got a picture of that and a couple of those things, so it's pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, so, hey, Tony, do you have a couple of questions uh, for Coach? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Hammond. Um, was there one piece of advice you received before you even knew anything about coaching that was a difference maker in your personal and you know professional life. Yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, the thing that always the two things that always jump out to me is when I I started to you know learn about how to be a coach was that uh, first thing is is that you got to know what you are all about. You know, I talked about personal mission statement. The other thing though is is what are your core values, what I call your non-negotiables. What are the things that you stand for? And early in my career, I, I was very foggy about that. It wasn't crystal clear. And at the end of my career, you know, my players know exactly um, what my uh, strongest values are. Like, you know, like what Kinley aside, I would always say, if you can't be on time, be early. You know, and, right. and, we, and I, I would always, you know, I was really big on respecting each other's time. I always was very big on respecting each other. You know, that we're always going to treat each other with respect. We're going to use please and thank you. I mean, basic fundamentals of life. Uh, and then the other thing that was huge for me that I, you know, we taught our players all the time was, you know, how to effectively goal set, you know, how to set goals, how to, you know, come up with plans and actions. And then the last thing I'll, I'll say that um, I didn't do early in my career, but we did a lot, is I studied more and I got a lot of advice. I really figured out that, yes, you know, you had to keep growing as a coach as far as understanding more about the game of basketball. But what I found was the most powerful thing is helping people with the mental part. And the last part of our career, we did a lot with the mental. We'd do an imagery session before every game. Uh, and we really tried to get our players in the right flame, frame of mind. And 
their different things to build their confidence. And, and it, we, that was something that we really spent a lot of time, and I think it helped us immensely, and certainly from a results standpoint. I mean, I started to have success. I mean, we didn't have a losing season in my last 23 years, but my last 10, uh, you know, it's funny because I never made the sectional finals until J-Mac's year when we won in 2006. And in my last 11 years, we made eight finals and won six of them. So it was just amazing. Nice. And I really attribute that is that I uh, did a better job of being a model for my players in pressure situations and the fact that we spent a lot of time in the mental part of the game. Yes, that's so important. That's so important. You know, um, I was thinking about uh, this, you know, J-Mac story, and I was kind of curious. You did mention you folks just retired the number last year? Two years. Uh, actually, it was, uh, yes, a couple years ago. So. Okay. Do you still stay in touch with him? Very much. We're very close. Uh, we don't see each mother as quite as much as we used to because uh, you know he helped me coach, and now that I'm not coaching anymore, but we still uh, we text almost every single day. We talk probably three or four times a week. Uh, him and I, uh, we do, do some speaking together. He works full time at a at a uh, local grocery store, so uh, you know he can't go out as much as as I do. But uh, we do some programs still together, which I love doing. In fact, we just did a basketball clinic for um, the local Catholic youth organization last Friday night. Him and I went out and did it together. So, so uh, he's like a second son. I have a one son, you know, biologically, mm-hmm. and then I feel like in a lot, a lot of ways he's my second son. Uh, you know, we're very, very close, and that, that's the thing that's been really special for to me is that yes, he had this beautiful night, um, but the thing that I I feel so. Uh, special in my heart is the fact that our relationship has continued to grow to the to this day. That is amazing, amazing that you've stayed in contact. And then he actually helped assist you. Was he like assistant coaching or just being there for just support and? Yeah, he was. He actually would come. Uh, our last nine years that I coached, he came uh, uh, to practice pretty much every day. He came to all our games, and uh, he, he loves coaching. You know, he learned a lot about. You know, we would go to coaching clinics together. Um, uh, we talked basketball an awful lot, so he he was really into it. He, he still helps out some at the school. My assistant took over for me. Uh, he's not quite in as involved as when I was there, but he still uh, has a great love for you know his former school, Greece Athena, and uh, is still around uh, helping out as much as he can. Awesome, awesome. Well, folks, uh, thank you so much for still listening in to Coach Johnson on the Transformation Success Show. We're going to take a short break uh, from our sponsors, and we will be right back to hear a little more from Coach Johnson, uh, giving you some information about, you know, how did he turn a, a losing program into a winning program? And so we'll be right back, folks. Don't go away. On Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. 
Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Again, we want to welcome you folks back to the Transformation for Success radio talk show. I am standing in for Dr. Barbara Young. Uh, she's honored me to take the privilege to uh, co-host the show. And my co-host also with me today is Mr. Anthony Silva. How are you doing, Anthony? You still on the line there? I am doing great, Hammond. Thank you very much. All righty, awesome. Well, folks, uh, we do want to once again say that we're uh, having this amazing guest on our show. Mr. Coach Jim Johnson has shared some very exciting uh, things uh, that I really believe all of us could learn from. And as he said, great, in, you know, when you really have some admission to life is to really find something great to do something. And if, if you have something great that you want to do, you're going to have to study. Uh, so I think you uh, that's one note I definitely want to take down. And then the other one, too, was changing your mindset. And sometimes that is a very important requirement, especially uh, what I've just recently learned, uh, uh, Coach, that, that I did understand that in the Department of Labor uh, Statistics, they had a study done that 20,000 people in 2016 were being laid off due to technology and um, robotics. So it caused people to find a way to reinvent themselves, you know, to find a way whether it's not like they were old enough to retire. I mean, they still right. had the ability to still work. And it looks like you've definitely tapped into a, a winning program that you're doing as well. Um, so I want to go ahead and let Anthony, I believe he may have a couple of questions for you, see if you'd be uh, willing to answer a couple of questions from Mr. Silva there. Anthony, go sure. ahead. All right. Thank you. Were there any situations where you felt lost, and you know, if so, you know, how would you, how did you handle them, Coach? Yeah, I uh, definitely did, and uh, you know, certainly when my first year as a varsity coach, uh, when I thought I really knew what I was doing and realized I didn't. I mean, our talent wasn't very good, but I, I didn't help the cause. And and then my other big obstacle in my coaching career was that we kept losing in our postseason tournament. Unfortunately, in coaching, you're measured a lot by you know, how you do in the postseason. And so, uh, you know, I, when we lost uh, for the sixth time in the sectional semifinals, I, I felt lost. I, I just didn't know how I was going to get through that stumbling block. So I did a lot of reflecting in that off season. And realized that the one thing that jumped out at me, you know, that was part of my mission statement, um, but I wasn't doing well enough, is being a really good role model. And what I mean by that is when um, we would get in the postseason, when I did a lot of reflecting, I realized that I was too much over the top. I was... Uh, I was showing my edge. I was too nervous. I, I, I wasn't coaching the same as I did during the season. 
and I could see that the players, as badly as they wanted to win, they were feeling it too. And that was something that really changed my mindset that I was going to be the rock when we went through some trials and tribulations, which you always do in the, you know, and certainly in almost any game, but certainly in the postseason. And the biggest interesting thing is, is in the year that we won our first one, J-Max Magical Year, is in the semifinals, we were ahead by 10 at halftime, blew the entire lead. We're actually losing in the fourth quarter, but I didn't lose my composure. I'd stay strong. I kept reinforcing that we're going to do this, and we came back and won. And then interesting, in our first finals, J-Max Senior Year, we were down 14-3 to after four minutes. So I was like, oh boy. But I just stayed the course. I stayed strong. Uh, you know, kept believing in the players, kept sharing in timeouts in between quarters. You know, keep stay with us, stay with it. We're, we're okay. And we battled back and won that game as well. So that was the, the really the big thing when I felt lost in my coaching career because we just didn't seem. The biggest lesson I learned is you got to take time to reflect and realize that, you know, what changes do you, can you make to make this better? And that was the biggest thing for me. That's amazing. What do you think of that, Anthony? <laughs> I, I think it's very admirable the way you handled it. Yes, indeed. You know, uh, I, you know, I'm athletic and was in organized sports, and that was one thing I can say I really in, was impressed with our coach is as coach talked about to not get frazzled. You know, when you blow a lead like that, and um, staying on target to keep you inspired, keep you motivated, keep saying you're going to do this, we can do this, and continue to keep that uh, spirit of of success and flowing. It's, it's so critical, you know, especially, you know, in my high school days and even college days. It's, sometimes it does take someone to believe in you, uh, to help you believe in yourself. What do you think about that, Coach? Oh, without a doubt. I, I think, uh, you know, as a, as a coach, you know, you've got to believe enough in your confidence. But I think the huge thing is to be able to transfer that to consistently share the vision and share the belief in your players, you know, that you keep striving to get better as a group, as a team, and that, you know, but you keep reinforcing. I, I always call it, talk to, you know, I share my leadership points. Uh, one of the things I always talk about is change your mindset as opposed to always being the person that's got to be the critiquer. Instead, really try to take the uh, the mindset that I'm going to catch people doing more right than wrong. Because certainly as a leader, you're going to have to correct, and I'm not saying you never need to do that. But I think that's a really good thing is to think about how can I consistently mm-hmm. find things that my players were doing right and certainly recognizing them for that. That's that's amazing. I, I you know I wanted to kind of break it up. There was this question that I had a little chuckle over, uh, Coach. So <laughs> hope you could laugh along with me. What, yeah, what would yeah. be the most what would be the most interesting thing about you that we wouldn't learn from your resume or website? Ah. Uh. You know, the, the most interesting thing I, I know you mentioned a little bit is that uh, uh, I feel like I'm, I've come a long ways and I feel like I'm a good person, a good role model, but I will say that in my college career, in fact, I, you mentioned my the talk that I do with college students, Chump the Champ, is that uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately yes. I was a pretty good high school player. I went to college thinking I was going to play college basketball, got cut from my team, and then I discovered a new major at my college, um, and although the really wasn't a major it was called partying 
and I, I got very good at it. And uh, so I did that spell with a B or <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, fortunately, it was not uh, benefiting me in my college uh, situation. And thank God I met my wife as a junior, and she kind of helped me get straightened out. And uh, I kind of turned it back around. And fortunately, got a college degree because I was not going down the right path. So, uh, so that was kind of my you know, the uh, the ugly side uh, of uh, you know I've, a lot of the good I think I've done. I've certainly had my share of mistakes, and certainly uh, that's why I call it being a college chump to a. a career I like champ. that. I like that. Did, now, where, did, where did you come up with that, Coach? Uh, just, you know, in creating, I have a lady that helps manage me, and we were, you know, just kind of brainstorming on, on you know, different titles, and I, I just said, you know what, I was basically a chump in college, and now I think, you know, <laughs> it's my right. career, I feel like I've been a champ, and she says, why don't we go chump to champ? I said, oh, that makes sense to me. So, uh yeah, I, I was looking at some of the uh, small print of uh, saying that you you actually nearly flunked out of college, basically to ha- you know turning that around. So I, I definitely can relate to that. Um, I believe so can my family, my mom as well. You know, just like son, you were you had great grades in in high school. Great. What happened to you in college? <laughs> right. I think I was caught with the the allergenic p p word. Yeah, partying, partay, all that good stuff. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Well, you know, I want yeah, to wrap up the show with you, Coach uh, Johnson, um, and I'd like to, you know, if you could share with us maybe a couple of some of your daily disciplines or a daily discipline uh, that's really helped your success and your growth in life, if you yeah. could share with us a couple of things. Well, the first thing I want to share is that um, life accumulates, and, and, uh, and that what you do today will either enhance or hinder your progress. And I think every day counts. And I think that's something we got to be stronger with that perspective. And some of the disciplines that that I do, in fact, I shared them yesterday with this financial services team, is um, one is that I exercise every day. You know, I rarely miss. And, uh, you know, I, I saw some pondering looks at me like, uh, well, how do you have time? And I said, yeah, I don't think he... I said the first thing is you got to make an appointment with yourself, and, and you know, and that. And the, what I found is when you exercise, you actually will have more energy because of the endorphins, everything that kicks into your system to be able to, to do more productive things during the day. Um, I, I think another thing is that uh, I, I take time now to sit quietly. I write my goals down in a spiral notebook every single day. Uh, you know, I'm not here to preach, but uh, I do believe in a higher power, so I. I pray every day. I try to, um, you know, take care of myself. I'm a nutritional. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but, you know, I have little rules like that. I always try to eat a nutritious ba- breakfast, and I always try not to eat after 8 o'clock. Um, so, you know, th- you know, those yes. things, and, and then I'm really big in my personal growth, and uh, you know, it's another thing when I challenge my audiences, and I say, how many of you have a personal growth plan? And again, most people don't have a clue. And I said, you know, one of the things I do is I share some tips on, you know, how can you grow? I said, you know, I said, uh, how many of you are readers? And I truly believe effective leaders are readers, and you know, I try to read a book every week. Um, so I, I'm always putting time to read. I, I, uh, I, I always ask people, do you have a driver's license? Most people do. And I'll say, well, is your car a library on wheels? So, you know, are you listening to educational and inspiration? I said, you know, my gosh, you can learn a foreign language in your car. You know, so it's, uh, you know, so just 
trying to get, stimulate people to mm-hmm. think, you know, that, that yes. you're going to continue your journey, uh, I think you, you don't stay the same. You either get better or you get worse. So. <laughs> well, you know, I think that is uh, a very good way to segue into a close, but I want to leave uh, the listeners with this question um, that's a little um, outside the box. If you were a new addition to the crayon box, Coach, what color would you be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, I got to say, uh, only because it's my favorite color, is blue. And I, I okay. just, because uh, I think the sky is blue, and I think that I always think of, you know, that you don't have any limits, you know, when you think of the sky. So. Yes, sir. Wonderful, wonderful answer. Well, mine's green, and um, I, I just... Just love as you talked about the sky. I've I've I loved as a kid to mow the lawn, and I just loved a pristine green lawn. Mm-hmm. And I, as a kid growing up, and I think green just kind of grabbed a hold of me because that was just a weekly thing I did around my house was do that lawn front and back, and even the side. But uh, yeah, green has been my favorite color. Well, folks, I, I hope you learned a little bit of something about Coach Johnson. Uh, this has been an amazing show, and. Uh, definitely some principles uh, that you can walk away with. We've had a caller that had a great question about logical and taking risk, and he talked about finding your passion that you're strong at. Uh, so I just want to really want to thank you, you know, Coach Johnson, to taking the time to talk with us today to share some nuggets uh, and principles that you shared uh, and live by, and and also work with people on a regular basis. I think the listeners truly had an inspiring experience listening to you today. Uh, so, folks, again, Dr. Young will be back. Uh, next week with another wonderful guest uh, on our show. Uh, And Mr. Anthony Silver, I want to thank you. You did an amazing job, sir. I want to thank you very much for being with us on the show as well. And uh, again, folks, you're welcome. And uh, and, uh, uh, can I just share one thing to close here? Sure. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, if I can ever help anybody, I do a uh, I do have a free monthly newsletter. And I do a weekly blog that people can pick up uh, at no cost at CoachJimJohnson.com. And if I can ever help any of your listeners, uh, certainly that that's my mission in life is to help others make their dreams come true. Make their dreams come true. And folks, that's it. And you've got the website. I also wanted to give uh, mention that Dr. Young. Uh, still has her book out, which she really has been doing great. Uh, we just want to let you know that her book is still available at Amazon.com as well as Barnes & Noble. And uh, this is an awesome book that you want to get a hold of, as well as Coach Johnson's book uh, that we talked about earlier, A Coach and a Miracle. And, of course, this is Dancing on Broken Legs, Dancing with a Diva, Divinely Inspired, Victorious with Authority. Uh, so get your book today. Uh, very low cost on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. You can also get Coach Johnson's book, A Coach and a Miracle, on his website as well as Amazon. Uh, so again, we want to thank you so much for tuning in today, and thank you so much for allowing me to be your co-host in, in the stead of Dr. Barbara Young. Again, we want to thank you for Transformation for Success. We thank Voice America and the engineers there, uh, and uh, every folks. We just look forward to seeing you and learning from you, and don't forget to Skype in your comments and your questions, and we look forward to listening to you next week. Mm-hmm. 
We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. 